0: New York Times article, February 5th, 2017, a resettlement mission upended by the sweep of the president's pen. I'm fine, Ms. Mastro Pietro said at one point. She paused. I'm not really fine, she said. It's bad. Over the years, the satellite office of the Church World Service, a nationwide nonprofit that works on contract with the State Department's resettlement program, has helped thousands of refugees find homes in Lancaster, a south-central Pennsylvania city with a reputation for tolerance. Its work has nurtured an ethnic jumble, Somali, Iraqi, Syrian, Congolese, Nepalese, that has diversified the local culture provided a plentiful workforce, and yes, challenged the school system. Then Mr. Trump won the presidential election on a platform that included promises of an immigration crackdown, and Ms. Pietro waited. A week after his inaugura- inauguration, the president issued his order, closed the borders to refugees for 120 days, indefinitely block entry to Syrian families fleeing mayhem, and bar entry for 90 days to citizens, refugees or otherwise from Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen, all Muslim majority nations. Ms. Mastropietro, slight with auburn hair, has worked to resettle refugees in Lancaster since 1987. Both the joy and stress of the job are conveyed in her face. Who knows how many times she's tried to explain that refugees undergo a long and rigorous vetting process, that delays cause background checks and medical clearances to expire forcing applicants to restart the entire process, that welcoming those fleeing war and strife is what makes America, America. Sitting that Friday afternoon in her agency's slice of a 134-year-old former market building, Ms. Mastropietro struggled to hear the president's words, the sound of her computer going in and out. But he said what he said. She dimmed her office lights and went home to a difficult night. So one of the biggest responsibilities for leaders today is to help guide their team through difficulties. And today we're going to talk about leading through tough times. Welcome to the behaviorist with work wisdom, where we help you adopt high performance mindsets behaviors, communication, and culture. I'm your host, Sarah Colantonio. Today, our guest is Sheila Mastro Pietro, the director of Church World Service here in Lancaster, and coincidentally, one of my very favorite people in Lancaster. Thank you for being on the podcast oh, today. It's a pleasure
1: to be here. This is awesome. <laughs>
0: okay, great. And also, this is the first day in our new office where we're having our very first podcast recording. So this is like the Yay. maiden voyage. <laughs> <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah. So I saw in the paper and on your uh, social media that you had an event yesterday um in in Penn Square. How, how what was that and how did it
1: go? It was um we are oh my goodness, we are all welcome um welcome for all. <laughs> yeah. It was a welcome for all rally and it is simply because uh the admi- current administration currently or recently came out and said They are considering zeroing out the refugee program, which would be a disaster for the many, many millions of refugees. Um, So we had a really good showing of community members. Uh, We are always hoping to get people who are maybe not um, our—we have strong support in the city of Lancaster. But we want to get it out there to other people in the county, others who don't know about refugees— um, Lancaster City on Market Day is a good time to do that. <laughs> so we had lots of people um, with signs, and it was amazing. A lot of old friends and new people, too. It went really well. We had um, two refugee speakers, both of whom, a Syrian gentleman and a woman from Gaza, uh, both of whom had been separated from their families because right. of, the, of the president's um, ban on refugees. So they spoke very movingly. I mean, brought me to tears yeah. at the time. <laughs> um, we also had uh, a faith leader. It was a more conservative faith leader than we usually have, but we want to reach people. We have many supporters out in the county who come from conservative churches who support refugee resettlement. They don't necessarily, their agenda is not always our agenda, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, in their support of refugees, um, we're grateful for that. Yeah,
0: okay. So it sounds like it was well attended, and it looked really exciting. Mm-hmm. It looked like there was a lot. Uh, there was about there. yeah, about yeah.
1: 150 people okay. came, and there were signs, and um, people from market would stop by Wonderful. to see what was going on, and we had a stand. Our big ask there, as even today, is um, uh, call your congressman. <laughs> yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd. <laughs> Smucker, Lloyd Smucker and Lloyd Smucker yeah. and Bob okay. Casey and uh, yeah. Pat Toomey, our senators. Okay. Uh, it's important that they support. I mean, Lloyd Smucker has said in the newspaper mm-hmm. that he doesn't want the program zeroed out. So okay. they, the president, before he sets that determination, consults with Congress. It's very important that all congressmen let the president know how their constituents feel. Okay.
0: All right, that's good. I have a question later on in our podcast, so we might come back to that Circle back to that, that's fine. (laughs) All right. So, um, Sheila, we've talked about, just one-on-one, about the difficulty summarized in that New York Times article that I started out um, the podcast with, um, and the impact that this administration has had on the organization and on refugees. So since that article came out, that was in 2017, what would you say, and this might be a really hard question, what would you say since then has been the toughest thing to manage?
1: The toughest thing. Mm. Um, you know, I thought that was that was very bad when we heard that. The mm. problem is it hasn't let up. This administration mm. hasn't let up on the refugee program. It's almost mm. like they want to close the borders and don't allow anybody else in. So um, – at the time, I was thinking back on 2001, one, nine eleven, and I thought that was a bad time because it was yeah. like everyone thought, people from a farm, foreigners cause this, and we don't mm-hmm. want any more foreigners to come in. So um, arrivals, refugee arrivals were low at that time, and and it was difficult. We didn't know if it would come back, yeah. um, but it did come back. So yeah. when this happened, I thought, and I even said to my staff, we've seen this before, yeah. you know, this we can overcome this. You have to look at things on the spectrum of time. Yeah. So, um, but it, it it hasn't gotten that much better. There have been small victories, but the the thing that's really difficult is keeping keeping staff. Um, I want to say keeping morale, up, but yeah. it's more like having them recognize the passion that mm-hmm. why they came to this work. Yeah. And to see that there's a lot more to be done. There still are clients to serve, mm-hmm. and on top of that, on top of doing that job, we have to Save the refugee program. You know, we have to yeah. do advocate for the program. Yeah. So, and that's not an easy task when you have um, this administration um, who are, you know, constantly uh, chopping away, you know, chipping away at the refugee yeah. program. Yeah. So keeping morale up yeah. is difficult, and keeping people on staff. I'm yeah. sure that happens to a lot of leaders when they're going through a crisis. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, that sounds
0: severe. So. Um, you, and you alluded the, to this a little bit, you've been doing this work for some time. Uh, how long have you been? <laughs> it's That's... 32 years okay. now. All right. So what keeps you going with this flow, you know, ebb and flow of yeah. like difficulty and then victory and how do you yeah. keep going?
1: <laughs> you know, to be honest, I, there were in the very beginning, in the first five years, I'll say, I, I thought about maybe there's something else for me yeah. and I would think about different, different Avenues I might take, but this work is so interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, you have to be connected to to what's going. You are connected to what's going on in the world, and it's so rewarding. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people in the social social work field uh, know that you can you can get burned out. Yeah. Um, it's the like the helping helping the helping gene. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, this work is actually you see people come and succeed. And they've been through the worst yeah. and they've had you know, tragic stories, yeah. but they come here only to start anew. So to me it's very uplifting work. Yeah. And and it's so interesting. Yeah. And you meet so many interesting people. Sure. That pretty much <laughs> That'll so, do it. <laughs> yeah, when I thought about what else would I do that I yeah. could have all this and it's like nothing else really interested me. Okay. We say that in, in the refugee resettlement feel like once you get in, you might go to another nonprofit, but you don't get out of this work. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's so great. Once you're really in <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you here. Okay. Yeah.
0: So many leaders they'll have you know practices or mindsets that help them have success. And so as a respected and resilient leader in Lancaster, what do you do? Um, what do you believe or what do you do to
1: have the success that you have? So what I, what I always go back to is, um, what, what I believe in. And I go back, um, to the mission of CWS and that's all I do when, when I'm, when I'm, um, uh, confused or, um, unsure of myself or lacking confidence, I go back to what is our mission? Because I know in the beginning, I believe in that mission and, um, to to it's it's really are we serving our clients so whenever I, I think of that and I look at that and I think yeah this is what I want to do okay. and this is how I do it and then I can move forward okay wow what
0: what has required the most courage from you and being the director at CWS
1: well, the work that we do is is controversial. Yeah. Um it, it wasn't always so, but I, I was thinking recently about when I first started in this work and believe it or not, we didn't do anything in the city of Lancaster, which is now obviously so supportive of our work and, yeah. and, and the city's obviously more liberal, more progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of our work was in the county and not only out in the county of Lancaster, but um in Counties like Northumberland and Berks County, and really out there counties where, uh, you know, they they wouldn't necessarily nowadays. You see how controversial it's become, how how divisive. Mm-hmm. But when I would go out there, it would be because someone at the national level of those church denominations wanted the churches to know about this work. Okay. So I would go out there. So it was kind of scary because um, even then it wasn't it wasn't well known. Yeah so it wasn't as divisive obviously but people didn't know about it and you never knew who you're going to be talking to (laughs) so um when you started saying bringing in refugees and from africa or southeast asia and people thinking no why do we don't need that here so it was kind of scary to go Mm -hmm. and talk to people like that and um not knowing and and after i would speak have people come up to talk to me and I had no idea really what side they were on and what they were going to say. Yeah. But it also made me think there was that like unknown, but back then people were willing to listen. Yeah. So it was pretty different. And now if people know what I'm talking about, they just kind of don't show up okay. because they're not interested. Yeah. But that was a little scary back then. <laughs> <laughs> and even now it is very divisive and we have to I have to think twice sometimes, and but it always goes back to what's best for our clients. Right. So if it's going to anger somebody, um, I you know I just have to put it out there anyway. Yeah. So it can make you maybe not popular sometimes. Yeah. But you have to you have to say what you believe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it just sounds like you own it that you're it, it's the thing that motivates you, keeps you going, gives it- you courage. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it does. It does. And if, when I see the people that we the clients yeah. that we work with too. Yeah. You got to say, you know, what everything they went through and they love this country. They yeah. come here and love this country. Mm-hmm. So, how can I not stand up in what mm-hmm. I believe in? That's yeah. what they did. Yeah. Wow.
0: What advice do you have for leaders who are leading their teams
1: through tough times? That's a hard question too. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That is, um, I, you know, I always, it almost goes back to that same thing. You have to believe in what you're doing. You have to have that passion. Mm -hmm. And, and if you don't, maybe you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong field. Um, but you, you look to that. Is it best for our clients or our mission? Mm -hmm. And if you can say that it is that the bottom line, maybe if you're a for-profit and you're looking at the bottom line, is going to serve our bottom line. Then you know what you have to do. And also, um, follow your heart, you know, it's got to be that too. you. It goes back to believing in what you're doing. Yeah, Um, yeah. follow your heart.
0: (laughs) So how do you, this is a kind of a personal question. How do you rebound from disappointment? What do you do? How Have you managed it? um, and, And even rebounded or been strengthened by it?
1: I want to say that I talk to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he gives me excellent feedback. Okay. That's great. Um, yeah, really I do. There are disappointing days, and it's not all about the government. You, know, you could have a problem with staff. Mm-hmm. You could have a day that you just can't get everything done, mm-hmm. um, or you felt like you s- made the wrong statement or you did something wrong. Yeah. Um, so it's good to talk it out with someone you trust, and he's really good for that. Uh, shout out to peter (laughs) hi peter (laughs) (laughs) yeah he can i mean and he doesn't mind telling me if there's a better way to do it but he does it in such a kind way wow that's fantastic yeah but more often than not he's just like yeah you did the right thing it's okay you know it's what no big deal yeah you really need that you really need somebody that you can talk to okay all right here's kind of the last question
0: what's the best piece of advice you've been given that you can share with our listeners on this topic of leading through tough times leading through tough times
1: well you know i i thought of something and it goes back to what i've been saying all along about the work you have to believe in yourself and one time uh there was a woman who um supported everything we do from a church that had worked with us and she sent me a quote that i'm gonna read to you it's um frederick buchner buchner Mm -hmm. he's a theologian a, a presbyterian minister i think and a um essayist and a novelist but it is vocation is the place where our deep gladness meets the world's deep need Mm -hmm. and that really spoke to me and it really made me feel like I chose right you know I did that right (laughs) (laughs) I love that and and again I've been saying that kind of throughout this podcast but it's that you know you can be a great leader Mm -hmm. um, if you are doing something that you're passionate about you totally believe in. Okay. And I kind of feel like you have to have, you also have to have all the facts. Yeah. Um, it's not totally emotional. You have to know that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. So you okay. have to kind of research it and you know you're doing the right thing and then uh, just go for it.
0: Okay. Research, logic, but
1: pathos logic, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I studied philosophy. I was a okay. philosophy major. So the logic's <gasps> got to be there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you need that heart. You got to have the heart in yeah. it too. Beautiful.
0: I also wanna ask, do you have a plug for CWS? Um, is there anything that you need from us to support you as listeners, as people in the community? Um, how can we support your organization?
1: Well, the biggest thing that you could do right now is to support refugee resettlement. And yeah. I, we are gonna put up on our uh, Facebook page we have a uh, to call your congressman. Okay. It is so, so important um, that, because we have done this before through advocacy, We have changed the course of what what this administration wanted, and we can do it again. Okay. Call your congressman. Tell them that you support refugee resettlement. You don't want it zeroed out. And actually, you want 95,000 people to be admitted, because that's the average number of people who have been admitted since the beginning of the program, average per year. Okay. Okay. And that could be done so we have a script we have the phone numbers perfect. everything okay yeah so it's going to be posted tomorrow on our facebook page okay perfect so that's what we really 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 want people okay. to do we don't want it zeroed out we're too many people to help
0: yeah. okay thank you that's great that is very concrete so go on the facebook page get the script get the number call oh. lloyd let him know all right
1: call tweet <laughs> email Visit the office. Yeah. He's home the whole month of August. Oh,
0: that's right. Everybody (laughs) get that? Okay. I'm so grateful to you for being part of this movement of helping world changers in the workplace, but also being a world changer yourself. Um, Thank you for that. We are, and I do not use this phrase lightly, we are blessed (laughs) to have you in this community. Thank you, listeners, for downloading The Behaviorist. We hope you'll subscribe Reach out to us through our website, workwisdomllc.com. You can enjoy Work Wisdom Press and productions. You can ask questions and suggestions of topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes. Uh, We do have a custom where we leave you with a one-minute wisdom by Anthony DeMello. And uh, so for today, here it is. Calamities can bring growth and enlightenment, said the teacher. And she explained it thus, each day a bird with shelter in the withered branches of a tree that stood in the middle of a vast, deserted plain. One day a whirlwind uprooted the tree, forcing the poor bird to fly a 100 miles in search of shelter till it finally came to a forest of fruit-laden trees. And she concluded, if the withered tree had survived, nothing would have induced the bird to give up its security and fly.